This is a weekly news update from FCA, Foxborough Cable Access, on Comcast Channel 8 and Verizon Channel 39. I'm Dave Udine. The mother of the 18-year-old man who committed suicide after being encouraged by Michelle Carter is seeking $4.2 million in damages and a civil suit against the woman. Lynn Roy, representing the estate of Conrad Roy III, filed a wrongful death suit in Dedham District Court last month. The now 21-year-old Michelle Carter was convicted of involuntary manslaughter in June in Taunton Juvenile Court and was sentenced to 15 months of a -a two-and-a-half-year jail term last Thursday. However, the jail term was stayed while she appeals her conviction to a higher state court. The lawsuit alleges Carter was wanton and reckless in encouraging the Mattapoisett man to kill himself and for chastising him when he delayed doing it. The suit alleges that Carter knew of Roy's history of attempted suicides and mental health issues. The lawsuit also alleges that Carter provided instruction and assistance to Roy on how to kill himself and failed to act, knowing that the situation posed significant risk of death. Roy died of carbon monoxide poisoning in July of 2014. Foxborough police reported one arrest and three people taken into protective custody during a soccer game at Gillette Stadium, where two Italian soccer teams played in front of 30,613 fans. Foxborough Reserve Police Officer Alex O'Leary arrested 22-year-old Vincent G. Mavera of Massapequa, New York, for assault with serious bodily injury and disorderly conduct. The arrest followed a fight where the victim, Mavaro assaulted, sustained serious injuries. Last Monday, Foxborough Police Officer Michael Alberts arrested 29-year-old Timothy Michael Downs of Mansfield, after a traffic stop on Central Street. Downs was charged with operating under the influence of drugs, possession of a Class B drug, and a marked lanes violation. The arrest was made following a report from Foxborough Fire personnel of an erratic driver they observed while returning from a call. And on Tuesday, Foxborough Police Officer Sean McKay responded to a suspicious person call on Fox Hill Road and took 27-year-old Richard A. Hutchings of Dennisport into custody. Hutchings, who allegedly was living in Foxborough, was charged with failure to register as a sex offender. The state has issued a warning to the town of Plainville over work conditions it says may have contributed to the accidental death of a public works employee. The State Department of Labor Standards said it found several issues that may have played into the death of David Fisk, whose riding lawnmower tipped over on June 15th. The agency has warned the town and ordered it to correct the conditions. Among the problems cited by the state was a slope of up to 24 degrees on the lawn of the Walnut Street pumping station, 
where the accident occurred. State officials said slopes should not exceed 15 degrees for riding lawnmowers. Also, a rollover bar was not properly engaged, and Fisk was not wearing a seatbelt. The state said one pin of the rollover bar was in the wrong position, and the other pin was missing. Another condition the state cited is that Fisk was working alone. Plainville Town Administrator Jennifer Thompson issued a statement saying the town would comply with all the state recommendations. 57-year-old David Fisk was a 37-year veteran of the town who Thompson called literally the heart and soul of our Public Works Department. The Federal Emergency Management Agency has awarded the town of Foxborough a $750,000 SAFER grant that will permit the hiring of four more firefighters. Foxborough Fire Chief Roger Hatfield said the grant will add one new firefighter per shift, bringing the total of eight firefighters per shift. SAFER stands for Staffing for Adequate Fire and Emergency Response. Town Manager Bill Keegan said, We are very grateful to Congressman Kennedy and the entire congressional delegation for supporting the town's application for the SAFER grant funds. Chief Hatfield also credited Kennedy, who wrote a letter in support of the town's grant request, and Deputy Mike Kelleher and Lieutenant Andrew Puntini, who prepared the request for submission to federal officials. The new firefighters could be hired in 2018, pending approval by the Foxborough Board of Selectmen. More local news coming up next. There are many sounds in your daily life. Ones that make you smile. (laughs) Ones that help you relax. And there are some sounds that can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts, now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you critical information about emergencies in your area. With updates from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know wherever you are. Learn more at ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Advocates and critics of a proposed commuter rail pilot to Foxborough descended on the MBTA financial board meeting last Monday morning, each striving to sway decision makers on the future of the controversial proposal. After the meeting, the MBTA financial board deferred any formal action until their August 14th meeting. Nearly 40 people signed up to speak on the Foxborough pilot program. Predictably, a number of Walpole residents were in attendance to oppose the pilot, which would run through their community. Anne Regosta, a member of the Walpole Board of Selectmen, said, it seems to make no financial sense to the MBTA to expend millions of dollars for very little ridership. 
State Representative Jay Barrows of Mansfield spoke in favor of the pilot program, as did Massachusetts Secretary of Housing and Development Jay Ash. Following the public comments, a presentation was made by Foxborough Town Planner Paige Duncan, which also included remarks from Foxborough Board of Selectmen Chairman David Feldman and Foxborough Town Manager Bill Keegan. And finally, 72 years ago this month, the United States dropped the first atomic bomb on the Japanese city of Hiroshima. In an interview with the last living crew member of the Enola Gay, the B-29 that dropped the bomb, Theodore J. Van Kirk, the plane's navigator, recalled that day. You could see the city of Hiroshima from 50 miles away. So you just went in and turned on to the bomb run. And by this time, it was in the bombardier's hands. And you sat there and waited for the drop. And when the drop came, the plane surged because you'd suddenly lost 9,400 pounds. And Tibbetts took over manual control again and made the turn to get away from the bomb. The biggest thing that we were concerned about was, is this bomb going to work? Because this was a bomb that had never been tested. This was a uranium-235 bomb that had never been tested. The one they tested was a plutonium bomb. And it took 45 seconds from the time the bomb left the airplane until it exploded. Everybody was sitting there timing it in some way, shape, or form. I had a watch, so I knew what the time was. Suddenly the bomb went off, and you saw a bright flash of light in the airplane, so you knew the thing had worked. After a little sh- very short time, we got the first shock wave. If you're in a B-29 at 30,000 feet, it seems like a hell of a job. Turned around to look what had happened, and the shock wave of the uh, city of Hiroshima was completely covered with smoke and dust. And you could not, you knew a tremendous amount of damage had been done underneath that cloud there and everything but you could not see what it was. Van Kirk was then asked how he felt after dropping the bomb. I was happy it worked. That's number one. We had been in a long war. We had been attacked by the Japanese. The policy of the United States government at that time was to subdue the nation of Japan. And I was willing to do anything I could do to help that out. Dropping the atomic bomb saved their lives and our lives, Japanese lives. If we had had to invade Japan, the Japanese casualties would have been much, 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 much higher. And our casualties would have been terrific. Theodore J. Van Kirk, the last surviving crew member of the Enola Gay, the B-29 that dropped the atomic bomb on Hiroshima in World War II, died on July 28th of 2014. This has been a weekly news update originating from the studios of Foxborough Cable Access on Comcast Channel 8 and Verizon Channel 39. Content taken from various sources, including the Foxborough Reporter and the Sun Chronicle. This is Dave Udine.